Welcome to Practice That, podcasts for the practice manager. Today is Friday the 12th of November 2021. I'm Ann Davis with RACGP and with me today is Paresh Dwada. Paresh is the founder of Presentia Health and co-founder of Next Practice in Deakin in the ACT. He and his team provide clinical care to those who are housebound or in residential aged care facilities or disability homes. They balance this clinical activity with the healthcare consultancy services, focusing on leadership, quality and patient safety improvement. Paresh, thank you so much for joining Practice That. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. So this podcast is a first in the series about lean management. You may remember our previous podcast on this topic with Brett McPherson. Paresh and his team will be building on Brett's discussion. So Paresh, let's start with the basics. Could you tell us what is lean management? Lean management is an approach to quality improvement It's really closely related with another approach, sometimes called Six Sigma. And although the two approaches are distinctly different, there are many overlaps. It's often useful to think about both approaches together. It's really based on three simple ideas. So the first idea is whatever we do, we must do it so it adds value to our customer. This raises an interesting question on who our customers are. The second idea really is for us to think about the way we provide care. You know, the way we provide care is made up of a series of steps or processes. And, you know, with each of these steps or processes, some of those steps will add value, but others won't. Those steps that don't add value are waste and can be potentially removed. And in doing so, we create efficiency as well as improve the experience and outcomes of care. The third simple idea is this doesn't happen overnight. It's a continuous process. It's an iterative process. It's really about a philosophy and a way of working. Inherent within this philosophy is a deep respect for people. It's very much about a distributed effort of working, which says that improvement is everyone's job. Paresh, there's some really valuable elements there and I'm already looking forward to our future podcasts as we look at each of those ideas. But I guess I'm also interested in in the development of the concept of lean management. Can you talk to us about where lean management came from? Sure. The, The concept of lean management really came from the manufacturing industry and the motor industry in particular, Toyota, which is probably most famous for it, and sometimes people refer to it as a Toyota production system. One of the leaders within Toyota, Kichori Toyoda, at the time said, the ideal conditions for making things are created when machines, facilities, and people work together to add value without generating any waste. And that was the founding sort of belief that led to the Toyota production system. Although it has its origins in manufacturing, it can really be applied to any industry and indeed has been applied to healthcare with some really great success stories. For example, the Virginia Mason healthcare system in the US is probably one of the most famous examples in their application of lean. 
the way they work is totally embedded within this kind of concept. And they have what's called the Virginia Mason production system. Other healthcare organizations around the world have applied it as well, including the UK, New Zealand, and indeed in Australia. So Lean certainly sounds like it's quite a valuable management tool. I'm interested in how might it be used in primary care and in particular general practice? So there are really so many opportunities for lean thinking in general practice. I was involved in uh, instigating an initiative in the UK called the Productive General Practice. And this whole initiative was really about the application of lean to general practice Many practices and GPs and managers in Australia will have heard of maybe the person-centered medical home or patient-centered medical home model of care. We do a lot of training around the country on the patient-centered medical home model. And this whole model within it has embedded elements of lean thinking, lean philosophy, lean approaches in how we redesign care for our patients. In that initiative, the, the Productive General Practice Initiative, We looked at really all the main aspects of general practice and explored how lean could be applied to each one of those steps. What I guess it really starts with is firstly, an approach that's engaging and brings together the team because, you know, one of the founding principles really is the improvement efforts we make. We would really want them to stick. We want them to be sustainable. So let's just get everyone on board and engaged. It then starts, I guess, with a bit of a self-assessment, you know, understanding how we're doing, what's our current state. And we can use various tools and data to help us understand that. And, and, you know, that understanding is quite deep. As I said earlier, one of the key components of that lean thinking is about understanding what is valued. And so involving team members and our patients is a critical foundation of lean because without involving them, we, we can't really understand what they value. So am I hearing that it's value for every person involved in the activity? Absolutely. So, you know, I said earlier, it raises an interesting question around who are our customers? And it could be customers of the practice. It could be customers of, you know, of the practice owners. It could be customers of the process we're looking at. So it's an interesting paradigm and mindset that we sometimes need to think about shifting before we really understand the term customers and what we mean by that. But, you know, in in that program of work I was involved in, we looked at many aspects of general practice and we sort of looked at front of the house, uh, the, the sort of back office functions, the whole scheduling and planning so we can get appointments right and bookings right. The consultation itself, not the clinical aspects of the consultation, but the setup of the consulting room, the organization of the environment within the consulting room. What what is it that makes doctors run late or on time? And and what can we do to try and build that in so patients don't become disgruntled when they're waiting longer than they're expecting to? You know, looking at prescribing, looking at referrals. Again, not the clinical elements, because that's really within the clinical domain but really looking at the processes surrounding that to make it effective and efficient and appropriate. And so what we really do is we can look at each one of those components of general practice and apply the lean thinking to each one of those to improve the processes, to improve the steps in in how we deliver each one of those components. 
And I understand that there are five steps to lean. Can you walk us through those five steps? Sure. So the five steps are firstly to identify value. Secondly, to map the value stream. And I apologize, there's a bit of jargon that creeps into improvement. Let's just accept that there's a little bit of jargon we might have to learn. The third step is then to create flow. The fourth step is around establishing a pool. And then the fifth step is around seeking perfection. So if we look at each one of those steps in turn, let's think about value to begin with. We really have to give consideration to what we mean by value. And when we're thinking about value, it's defined from the perspective of our customers. And so we really, it just really reinforces what I was saying earlier about having to think carefully about who our customers are and how we go about identifying what matters to them, what they value. So that's sort of step number one. Step number two is to map the value stream. So mapping the value stream, you're actually creating a document. Is that what you're thinking there? You're writing things down. I've just some definition around the word map, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's graphical. It's visual. So Mm -hmm. again, you know, one of the principles around lean thinking is let's make things as visual as possible. So often it's, for me, it's about a whiteboard activity where where the team gets around and, and we actually look at our current state and our processes and and draw them out. And you can imagine, you know, you may have various steps drawn on your whiteboard. And then what you do is you go through each one of those steps and you go through this with with your team, with patients. You know, it's about having an engaging approach and, and you look to see, does that step actually deliver value? Is it a necessary step to deliver the value that we've identified in step one? The ones that are, we keep in because they're important and we want them to deliver value. But the ones that aren't are waste. And so they could potentially be removed. Do you think sometimes those steps that are waste are purely there because that's the way we've always done it? Yeah, often they are. You know, you ask people, why do we do this? And they say, don't know. It's the way it's always been done. And so, you know, this approach kind of questions that, which is really great. And it's really interesting when the quality improvement experts in healthcare have looked at waste in healthcare systems, the magic number that crops up time after time is 30%. So 30% of what we do could be considered waste. Even if we could reduce half of that, you know, if we could reduce 15% of waste, how wonderful would that be from a financial sustainability perspective? So I think the power of this is really, really powerful, really. It's really important and it's got some really great potential. So when we've done that second step around mapping the value stream, the third step is about creating flow. So, you know, if you imagine you've got all these steps, you've looked at the ones that are causing waste, you've taken those ones away. The creating flow is about how do we make the value flow through the different steps? We think about it from a customer perspective. So, you know, we think about it from the customer of the process, customer of the practice perspective. And, you know, if you think about it from that perspective, commonly people will say, you know, getting things done quickly in a timely way is important to them. They value that. So, you know, a common improvement that comes out of Lean is to really think about batching 
And, you know, we often batch so often, don't we? We might, for example, wait till the end of the clinic before returning our phone calls to patients. Or we might say, you know, we'll send out the reminders once a month and, and so on. In lean thinking, the idea is not to batch and try and have single piece flow of information because batching causes delays and causing delays impairs the values our customers want. That's a high level overview of that third step around creating flow. The next step then is around establishing a pool. So most of the time we were in a push system, you know, ringing up a patient, for example, and saying, oh, you need to come in, your health assessment's due, your care plan review's due, the doctor wants to see you about this. So we, we kind of create a push system and we, we're trying to often sell things, inverted commas, to our customers. Lean thinking tries to flip that and says, look, let's think about how we can create a pull in the system rather than a push. So, you know, for example, a more proactive use of our data can help us create a pool system by working with our patients and after sort of understanding what really creates value for them, what matters to them. So that's step one we we're talking about. And, you know, I guess the reality is we need both. We need push and pull, but too often our emphasis is on push rather than pull. And what Lean tries to do is rebalance that. And so with that push and pull, am I hearing that sort of all the onus is, is on the practice because we're doing the pushing rather than enabling the patient to be proactive in their healthcare as well? Yeah, so so absolutely. And I think that's, again, you know, one, one of the mindsets is, you know, if you think about person-centred care and what that means, you know, one of the components of person-centred care is care that is enabling. So how do we support our patients to do that? You know, firstly, do our patients value that? Do they want that? If so, how do they want that? And how would they like us to approach doing that with them? But when we really start to do that and we start to get realisation from our patients around what, what they're valuing and start to create that pool system... What actually happens is some of that hard work we have to do when we're in a push system starts to disappear. And, you know, we still might have the same processes, but those processes now become a safety net rather than the main way of working. And, and you know, that takes time, which is a really nice segue into thinking about that fifth step, which is around pursuit of perfection. You know, intrinsic in the philosophy of lean thinking is to consider it as a journey this relentless pursuit and effort to identify value, identify waste, remove waste and improve. It's not something that happens overnight, but by making it a way of working, the way we do things, the way we approach things and making it everyone's job to improve, we can pursue perfection. It sounds like lean is something that you might look at integrating in your culture really, because a lot of the elements that you're talking about in the lean process are aspects of a business's culture that's going to make the difference in the practice or the business itself. Absolutely. It's very much part of culture and the way we do things around here. So just to recap on those five steps, we have first one, value, second one, mapping 
or whiteboarding the value stream. I like the whiteboard effect there. Number three is creating that flow. Number four is establishing a pull. And number five is that pursuit of perfection. So I'm already looking forward to our next podcast. Could you tell me what we can expect in this series of podcasts? Because I know you and your team are going to tell us a lot more about lean management. Yeah, we're really excited about this. And what we'd really love to do in the series of podcasts as we go forwards is really to build on each of those five steps. Now, for each step, what we'd really love to do is have a conversation around what that step is and how can that step be applied to general practice. And in doing so, we want to share stories and examples of how it's being applied in general practice in Australia and around the world in the way lean thinking has been applied. So we really wanted to be engaging a storytelling approach around how you know five steps of lean can be applied in general practice. And before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about the fact that we're hearing a lot about the quadruple aim of healthcare and also indeed that particular element features in the government's consultation paper on the 10-year primary care strategy. So linking in with that will be valuable. And just something else that you were saying before, you know, about applying lean thinking to practices can really help to build that sustainability of practices. And I think particularly after the last couple of years where COVID has challenged the sustainability of practices, I think that's going to be important. But also you're talking about building sustainability so that practices can deliver that quadruple aim, improving outcomes of care, improving experience of patients, and I think really importantly, improving the experience of our teams as well as doing it efficiently. Very exciting that we've got this as a mechanism for delivering that quadruple aim. So Paresh, thank you again, and I look forward to our our next podcast in a week or so. Thank you so much. I look forward to it too. That brings us to the end of this podcast. Till next time, goodbye and be kind to each other.